You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 151. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today is part two of a two-parter series I put together around Facebook groups. Full disclosure, I totally messed up because episode number 146 was part one of our Facebook group series. This episode here was supposed to follow right after, but things got a little messed up behind the scenes, totally my fault, and so we had to put this episode on hold, but it has definitely been worth the wait. I can't wait to dive in with our special guest today, Jill Statton. So before I get there, let me set the stage. Episode number 146 was all about creating a Facebook group to support your students inside of your online training program. I think Facebook groups are essential if you have an online training program so that you can invite members only into the group. You can support them. You can learn more about what they need, where they're struggling. You can add more value. It really enhances your experience and relationship with your paid students. And it's an awesome bonus to add to the mix saying, come on into my Facebook group. I'll be there to support you. We've got this great community of other people going through the program with you. I love the entire concept around a Facebook group with paid programs, and I get into what works and what doesn't work and how to ease the stress as the leader of the group in episode number 146. If you missed it, definitely listen to it after you dive into this episode here today, which is about Facebook groups, but more of an open community. So you've seen them over and over again. They're becoming even more popular where Facebook groups are popping up around specific topics, and I want you to consider creating a Facebook group around a specific topic where you are the expert so that you can learn more about your audience, you can attract the right audience, you can really build a true relationship with this audience, you can use it for list building, you can use it for sales. I mean, there are so many amazing benefits that we're going to get into in this episode with Jill. So Jill and Josh Statton have a business called Screw the 9 to 5, and they have a Facebook community where they talk about building your business online, and they really cater to people that want to leave their 9 to 5 job behind and start their own thing online. And so they built this community over two years ago. In fact, in episode number 97, they came on the show to talk about their initial experience with growing the group. So I think they were about a year into it at the time and they shared what works, what doesn't work and what they were doing in order to grow the group. Well, fast forward to today and that group has grown so quickly. It's just insane. The engagement is fantastic. The people are loyal to Jill and Josh. They love to hear about their freebies and their promotions and what they've got cooking on the other side of their business beyond their community. I mean, this is a really loyal group. And I want you to explore something like this for your own business. It changes the game. Now, if you listen to episode, I've got all these episodes I'm throwing at you, but if you listen to episode number 149, you know that I talked about a 90-day pre-launch strategy. 
I think it probably is going to become my most popular episode. I have gotten so many text messages and Facebook messages around this episode. It just really resonated with people. And it was all about getting your platform ready for a launch and spending some time on some consistent content creation. But in this 90-day pre-launch blueprint that I outline in episode number 149, I talk about including a Facebook community, much like the one we're going to talk about in this episode. So if you listen to 149 and you thought, okay, I'm interested in creating this type of Facebook community. Now here's how you can apply it. Here's how you can get it going. And we're going to share some tips and strategies to get that engagement up. So I definitely want you to listen to all the ways that Jill, it's only Jill this time. We've left her husband at home. It's just the girls. Just Jill and I are going to be talking about what she does in this group to really make sure that it is a true community around a central topic. So we're going to get into all those details when I bring Jill on. The last thing I'll say is stay until the very end because we have an extra freebie surprise that I've never done before. And it's really fun. And I want to share it with you, but I'm going to make you wait till the very end just so I can surprise you with something cool. So stay with me. You're going to love this interview. Let's go ahead and bring Jill on. Well, hello there, Jill, going solo today. (laughs) I don't even know what to do with myself (laughs) right now. I just feel like a free woman and everyone better watch out. (laughs) Better watch out because with Josh not here, you're just taking over. This is big time. I get you all to myself, which is very rare. So I'm going to eat it all up. I absolutely love it. I think that this is a great opportunity for you and I to talk about everything we want to talk about. And then Josh later is going to say, well, that was rude and you guys left me out. So we're going to have to (laughs) find a way to include him some other way. No, forget that guy. He's out. (laughs) He's out. (laughs) Okay. So it's a girl's party today and we're diving in to everything that is working in your business with your free Facebook group community. And as I said in the intro, things are going pretty dang well for you for sure. Clarify at the time of this recording, how many people do you have in your group? I think it's 38,500. Hunter, I'm just going to it right now. 38,440. I mean, come on. And last time you were in the group, where were we at? Do you remember? Um, Last time you were on the podcast. I think it was around, I think less than 7,000. I think so too. (laughs) So so guys, I've learned a few things. (laughs) A few things along the way. And that's exactly what we're going to get into. So before we actually dive in, I want to revisit some of the specifics of the group. I'm going to encourage all of my listeners to go listen to that first episode. I think it's going to be fun to hear the first episode when things were just starting out and then hear things now. But let's just kind of set the stage. First of all, how do people learn about your free Facebook group? Okay. So I have a few ways I do this. It pretty much is summed up by, I always tell people I pimp it everywhere. Okay. That is okay. So one example is we have a dedicated tab on our main navigation bar that says free FB group. That's a big one. We have sidebars on every piece of content, unless it's inside a sales funnel that directs to the Facebook group. I link to it in all my emails on our thank you pages. I have all my social bios pointing towards it. I have my cover photo on my Facebook page pointing towards it in my indoctrination email. So if someone signs up through a sales funnel, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. One of the first things that I tell them to do is come join the Facebook group. I know that at some point towards the end of this episode, you're going to say, where can people come 
you know, learn more about you, I'm going to say, come join my free Facebook group. So it's just a process of hitting as many platforms as I possibly can. Many pieces of real estate as I have available to me and directing people into the group from there. Okay. So I love that we're starting with this because anybody who is thinking about creating a Facebook group to build this community around a specific topic in general, you have to learn from Jill in the sense that it is everywhere. And would you say, Jill, that your Facebook community drives your business at this point? Like it is a core piece of your foundation. It's definitely one of the arms of it for sure. Great. 100%. And that's an important thing to look at because when you're thinking about creating a Facebook group, it's not just all about like, this is just one little thing you do in your business. But if you give it that placement as one of the core pieces of your business or the foundation of your business, that is a game changer. So as you can see, Jill is pimping it out everywhere, which I absolutely (laughs) love. Now I love hearing you say, I know she always gets me to just be a little bit more naughty. Everything, everything I do around Jill. So I kind of like it. It's kind of extra fun. It's like my alter ego. So with that, (laughs) with that, I have a question about, well, here's a little tiny techie thing about the group. It's considered Mm -hmm. a closed group. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Which is different from secret and different from public, right? Yes. So public, anyone can join, which as I'm sure you can all guess, that would invite all the spammers. (laughs) So we don't want to roll with public. And then secret, you have to invite people in. And if you're looking for volume, you ain't got no time to do that. So just roll with a simple closed group and you can build it from there. Now you do have to grant access to people with the closed group though, right? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So they say, hey, I want to join your group. They click a button that says they want access to the group and then your support inside the group will give them access. Yeah. And I mean, we do our due diligence to make sure it's not, you know, a bunch of random bots or spammers. Like you're going to start seeing a lot of people who it says like so-and-so joined January 2nd, 2017. And I'm like, delete. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, so you actually pay attention to that stuff. I like it because oh, it, yeah. it is a really clean group. Like you could tell these people are in it to win it. Like they're serious. So yeah, quality over quantity. That's going to be a main thing we talk about today. So okay, cool. Now, one more thing about getting people into your Facebook group. One thing I found very interesting is you do not run Facebook ads to find people to invite into your Facebook group. Now you run Facebook ads, but not to invite them into your group. Why is that? Because I can't track who's coming in strictly from ads. Like in all honesty, and this is not meant to boast or be that girl, but we get two to 300 requests a day. Like how am I supposed to measure how many of those come from ads? And I'm not trying to spend money on something I can't track, you know? So no, that's a hard and fast rule that we've always rolled with. No running Facebook ads directly to the group. Now I will say, and we can dive into this. I do run paid traffic, like you said, but it's all for different purposes. But I always make sure that I tell people once they've come in off that ad, come join the group but that is done through email or thank you pages. Cool. Okay, great. So I just thought that was really interesting because she can't technically track who's coming into the group via these Facebook ads. She won't know if they're incredibly profitable or not. So Jill says, I'd rather keep my money on the ads that I can track to know when they're profitable and if they're converting. So I Mm -hmm. think that's really smart. We'll talk more about Facebook ads when we get going. So 
Okay, we're going to start at the top. And I've talked to you a lot about this Facebook community. I'm always incredibly curious about what's working and what's not working. And because it's evolved so much and you've learned so much, I want to get into some of the things that you've learned over... How long has this group been going on? Since the end of March, 2015. Okay. So we're into our two years now. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah. I can't believe we're in March. Wow. It's so crazy. That, so that be- <laughs> because <laughs> you've learned so much over the last two years, I want to ask you about those different strategies and what you do differently now and what's working. So the first thing is, I know that you've cracked the code in discovering what your group members truly want. Like there's no guessing around this. You know what they want and what they need. And so talk to me about some of the strategies you've been using to get that intel. Yeah. Well, I live and die by polls. I, and there's a reason why, like a bunch of people ask me, cause I'm, you know, I have a big group. So it's always going to attract the kind of questions of like, how did you do this? Or like, why do you do this? Or whatever that is. And one thing I always get is why do you run so many polls? And the reason is, is because when we were first starting the screw back in April, 2013, Josh and I were like, oh my God. God, we got this guys. Like we are going <laughs> to smash it. We don't have to do much work. It's online. Like easy internet money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> guys, no <laughs> exact opposite happened. So we tried to launch a product and it sold nothing. And the minute that happened, and I truly mean no one clicked the buy button during the card open period, we realized, oh, maybe we should stop assuming what people know and actually ask them. And ever since then, it's been burned into my mind never to assume you know what people want. Because, I mean, for example, and this is going back to the polls, Josh and I are big believers in running polls before creating any, you know, paid contents, sales funnels, whatever that looks like. And I created a poll saying, you know, we're gearing up to create our next batch of free content. Which topics would you like to learn about? And I went into it with the assumption it was going to be membership sites. So my topics were sales funnels, visibility, blogging, launching, and memberships. And Josh and I were like, oh my God, memberships is going to crush it. For sure. That's what I would say. It was the last option. It was the least favorite one. No way. I was just like, get out of town. So again, this is the beauty of going directly to the source and asking, because if I had just rolled with that hunch, our sales funnel would have flatlined or our paid content would have flatlined because we just assumed and we didn't do the actual work. So polls, huge. People love just, I mean, it's the easiest thing to participate in. You choose an option and click it and then you're done. Right. And I always pin it to the top of the group. And then if you're not feeling a poll and you kind of want to do different options, you could just say, answer in the comments, A, B, or C, or one, two, or three, you know, and that kind of stuff. But either way, I always use the group to find out what people want. Okay. Two questions off that. One, when you say polls, you're talking about in a Facebook group, you have the Mm -hmm. opportunity to create a poll. Yes. And you type in your information. Yeah. So they have a polling function. So we're not talking survey monkey or anything like that. No type forms. They have their own native polling feature. And I use that. And I think it's so smart that you use it because people are right there. They're used to mm-hmm. seeing these polls. I mean, so easy. I recently it did a poll. Facebook. It lives in Facebook. I love that. I recently did a poll in a pop-up group I did and didn't even think of these polls. And I did a survey monkey and I'm like, what a waste of time. This could have been so easy. And I think, and I haven't done this in so long. Do people see the results as they're coming in? Yes. And I love that because then they kind of get a sense of what's going on. So that leads me to my second question. So if they didn't choose membership sites, what was their first choice? 
Sales funnels. Sales was, funnels. Okay. <laughs> which so, was super fun because then we got to get all meta and create a sales funnel around sales funnels. <laughs> which you know I love with my webinar on webinars, <laughs> yes. my course on courses. So I'm a meta kind of girl. Okay. So we've got these polls. You are constantly asking your audience, what do you want more of? Is there something beyond that? Like, give me another poll question you might ask. Yeah. I just ran one last week where I said, what time do you prefer to watch Facebook lives at? Ooh, good one. Because tell me what they said. I'm going <laughs> to well, guess. Wait, don't tell me. Like Wait, to know? <laughs> yes. Wouldn't I love to know? Don't tell me. I'm going to guess. All give right. me the times you gave them. Okay. I gave 11 AM EST, 12 PM, 2 PM, 4 PM and 8 PM. All EST, right? All EST, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to guess 8 p.m. Okay, so fun fact, that's what time our Facebook Live show was at. And we're like, yeah, it's good, but I feel like the show up could be better. Hence the poll. Why yes. don't I just ask them? Yes. Ask them 12 p.m. Really? Yep. Which is 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, so that, I mean, I really shot myself in the foot there. <laughs> you really, really <laughs> yes. did. I can't believe it. I feel like when I do one around 6 p.m., I feel like I have more people on live. However, you also have to consider the group. Like on my Facebook page, I feel like they're more active at 6 p.m. But in a group, I have seen some good activity around noon. So I don't know. That's so great. And you asked. Think about it. it. So our brand is Screw the 9 to 5. I have to assume a large portion of those people are at a nine to five. And what time is their lunchtime? Oh, 12. noon. Yep. Perfect. You know what I mean? So it makes sense for that kind of crowd. Yours, I mean, your audience, I mean, I've never, I've never seen an audience who is so engaged with a brand in my life other than yours. So Stop I feel like it. people will show up anytime. This is why I keep Jill around at all times. Oh, really? She is that it? Strokes my I ego. I know how it is, Porterfield. You're after my husband's accent. <laughs> That's right. One thing they didn't hear my me say is I'm obsessed with Josh, Jill's husband, because he's got this sexy Australian accent and I could just listen to him all day long. So, yes. Feel it in over there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, we talked about polls, which I think are so, they're just, they're underrated. You just don't think about them very often, like I didn't. And I think we should be asking questions all the time. One mistake I made in my 30 day pop up group is that I didn't ask right away from the get go when people started joining this group, like, any questions about them. I just assumed. And so I felt like that would have been such a great time right when they got into the group, there's a poll. I get to learn about them from the get-go. So, so many different times and ways you could use these polls. I love it. Okay. And there's this cool feature. I know that this is totally off topic, but not really because we're talking about getting to know people or getting to know your members. There is a new function in Facebook groups rolling out in your account settings and you can have a three question survey, essentially that someone has to fill out before they are granted access to your group. Okay. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Is it live yet? Or is it just rolling out? Rolling out to certain groups. I think I have it. I know a few others, but then I've, I've heard people in my group say they don't have it yet. So I'm sure it'll, you know, drip out. Okay. I'm totally going to look into that because even those of my students who are listening that have Facebook groups for paid programs, even a survey for them, just getting them into the group is a great idea. So I'm going to look into that and see if we have it. I'm going to implement that right away. You learn something new every day from Jill, guys. (laughs) Just stick with her. She always is in the know. I was going to say, stick with me, kids. Stick with me. (laughs) Question number two is how do you build, this is such a loaded question. So are you ready for this one? 
how do you build your email list and promote your membership site via your Facebook group? So before Mm -hmm. you answer the question to back up, I mentioned in the intro that you have a membership site called Screw University. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to say screw you university and that's not what it is. No. So, so but we just call it screw, screw you, you. Screw you. Yeah. That's screw right. university. I feel like sounds like something totally different. Yes. So <laughs> screw you is perfect. Although that doesn't sound like something different. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> let's just roll with it. So you've got this membership site where people pay to be a part of it. And so I'm going to actually combine two questions. Jill and I got very organized for this interview, so we stayed on track. But question number one was, how do you use the Facebook group to build your email list and promote your membership site? And question number two, I mean, question number three, which now doesn't make sense, was do you promote your membership site in your group? So we're just going to combine those because I know you do promote your membership site, but I want to talk about how you do it because it doesn't feel like you're always promoting in there and pushing something on us. So I want to talk about email building and membership site promotion. Yeah, sweet. And then remind me to come back around and touch on the whole subject of selling in your group because I know a lot of people get kind of freaked out by it. Because, yes. You know, it's a hot button topic for a lot of people. Okay, we'll talk so, about it. Okay, great. So how I build my list. Our entire business is powered off of automated sales funnels. So like we were saying, when I did that poll and I found out what topic people wanted to learn out, learn about, excuse me, I then took that and created an entire sales funnel around that. So we have four or five that currently power the screw and we're constantly driving traffic to it. But here's how that plays out inside my group. So I run the poll, I figure out what people want, and then I'm going to use a specific example. Okay. okay. So they voted sales funnels. So I created a sales funnel around sales funnels and it starts with what I call, or what Josh coined a read magnet. And this is just a free piece of content. It could be a blog post. It could be a Facebook live. It could be a video. It could be a podcast, whatever you want. It's just the entry point. So it's a free non-gated piece of content. So how I did this is I put it in my group. I wrote it. It's a beast. It's like 4,000 words or something. And I put it in the group and I said, Hey, groupies, remember a couple weeks back when I asked you guys what you wanted to learn about and you said, blah, blah, blah. And you all voted sales funnels. Well, here it is. I created this beast of a post. It's called how to create a dangerously effective automated sales funnel. And it's going to take you through the entire process we use in our business with sales funnels. Check it out here. That is the entry point to that sales funnel. And I pin it to my group. I post it. I bump it up the feed, all of that kind of stuff. So what happens is they'll then go to my site from the group, which obviously that page is pixeled. Hello. And then on the sidebar and littered throughout the content is a next step relevant lead magnet. And so the key with this is if you're going to do this is the read magnet and lead magnet have to be congruent. Actually, the entire process has to be congruent and fluid. So as you're reading that post, I'm going to litter through that piece of content a few times and on the sidebar, click here to steal the emails I use in our funnels. So I'm giving them the chance to opt in to grab some of the emails or the entire email sequence I use inside of our other funnel called the foundation. Now, I chose that because I kept hearing people say, and again, this is going back to using your group to listen to what people want. They kept saying, I just don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to say inside an Mm -hmm. automated sales funnel to move people towards the sale. And I was like, sweet, I do. Here's my emails. Sign up here to steal them. 
then off the back of that. So that's growing my list, right? That's incredibly effective right there. Plus, like I said, we have that page pixeled. So if they don't get the lead magnet, it immediately triggers a automation tweak, which we use a thing called plus this. And it triggers a sequence inside Facebook with ads that'll say, notice you checked out our post on sales funnels, but you didn't, you know, sign up to grab my emails. No sweat. Here's the link. Nice. So I'm making sure that they're getting on my list because they just expressed interest in learning about sales funnels and they didn't grab the lead magnet. So I'm going to give them another chance because we all know people get busy or they get distracted or whatever, and they don't pick it up immediately. So I show up inside their Facebook (laughs) and I stalk them until (laughs) until they opt in. (laughs) I love that we're keeping Um, it real. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's all I'm here to do, Amy, you know, however. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we grow the list with the group using sales funnels. And then of course we do other things. We can touch on it. We're going to talk about Facebook lives down the track, but that is also another way that I use the group to build our list is through Facebook lives. Okay. A few quick questions. So just to yeah. be really clear, let's say you write an epic blog post and mm-hmm. you drive your community to go check out the blog post mm-hmm. on your website And then on there, you offer a content upgrade, which I think the first time I heard the word content upgrade was from you. So did you coin it or did you hear it from someone else? Um, No, I think it was Tim Page. I like it. So you have this content upgrade inside your blog post and people can get the freebie, but you also have, this is something I don't do. So you also have sidebar, I guess you would call them ads, but on your website saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, did you grab the freebie? Yeah. Well, my sidebar is literally just following you down the page. It's a sticky widget. So it just follows you down and it's just constantly prompting you to like steal my emails. Okay, perfect. So you are encouraging them to get the freebie as they're reading the blog post. Do you do what I do where you have like a button inside the blog post that says click here to get it? Or do you only use that sticky sidebar? I use a sticky sidebar. Then I litter the lead magnet link at least four or five times throughout the post, especially in longer ones. And then I have one at the bottom. So that's important. Where it has a button. Great. So I'm gl- glad you brought that up. Never ever do you want to mention a freebie that you've created that's aligned with the blog post just once, like a oh, link God. at the end. Like <laughs> I do exactly what you do where I mention it a few times. So I think that's so important. Another thing that Jill said, and I'm just kind of wrapping up what she said, because all of that was so important. She makes sure that that Epic blog post is also aligned with the freebie. So it's very important. And then of course, down the road, whatever they are going to promote slash sell that's aligned with what the blog post was and what the freebie yes. is. So there's full alignment there. Yeah. So to give you a snapshot of what happened. So once someone opts in to grab the the lead magnet, the next page is another piece of free content. We call it a value-driven one-time offer. And so it builds upon what that blog post was just about. And then at the bottom of that, at the top of the page, I'm saying like, your email templates are on the way while you wait, read this. And it's another strategy that's in line with sales funnels or whatever the topic was. And then at the bottom of that, I then go for the kill where I offer them to get our course called perfect sales funnel off the back of this entire sequence. Okay. So this is equally important. So let's talk about this. So on your thank you page, you're giving them more value and then you are telling them, Hey, if you want more of this, if you want to dive in deeper buy our program, the perfect sales funnel. So it's called. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question then, how does your membership site fit into all of this if they're buying a program? Okay. 
So as they go through, whether they go through and purchase or not, they've already joined my list, right? So if they don't purchase, they're going to get what we call our lead magnet series. And this is just, you know, we deliver the freebie and then we do a bunch of value add emails just to keep them warmed up, get them used to our brand, other content that we have around sales funnels, all that kind of stuff. And I'm always prompting them to register for our upcoming webinar. So right now we do a webinar every two weeks in April. It's going to every week. And then you're going to kill me for saying this because I know that you'll be like, what? Oh, no. In May, it's going to be twice a week. And these are all so, live. All live. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So we're just constantly, as people come into that sequence, whether they've purchased or not, we are constantly moving them towards the webinar. And then that is where we pitch screw you. Gotcha. So if they buy, let's say the perfect sales funnel program, that doesn't automatically put them into screw you, your membership. No. Gotcha. Okay. But but it is perfect sales funnel. It lives inside of screw you, but we fracture out our courses and sell them as one-offs inside these funnels. Just wanted to clarify that so that And I'm glad you did because a lot of my listeners are thinking about creating a membership site and they're curious Mm -hmm. about how the funnels would look and how they Mm -hmm. would get people into it. So it's always so interesting to see how somebody is doing it, especially someone that's having such great success with it. So I appreciate you sharing all these little pieces with us because they are so important to consider. Now, one thing I have a question for you about, and this might be a hard question to answer, but how often do you do these? So I know it's kind of meta that we're talking about a sales funnel about sales funnel. So give me another topic you've done it on. Facebook groups. Perfect. Okay. So you created a, what do you call this? This whole blog post freebie to webinar and all that. Are you calling that a a sales funnel? Yep. Okay. So you created a sales funnel around Facebook groups, how to get, how to create a Facebook group. And how long does something like this take you? The blog post, the freebie, the landing pages, the ads, the product that you actually create. And then of course, moving them into the funnel to get on your membership site. So it definitely doesn't have to be as intricate as we go, but typically around a month with myself and Josh and our team working on it. Cool. And I'm glad you said that because A lot of the times what I'm noticing from my students is they feel like things are taking them too long or they're way too much work or they're overwhelmed. And I want them to hear from somebody who's having great success that's saying, I don't just whip these things up over the weekend and hope they work. This is now, I'm sure you've got like a strategy for these and they are a thing. So do you do one a month or do you have a schedule like that? Well, okay. So yes. So in October, we did one called idea, excuse me, idea inspiration or November. And then December, we did the foundation January updated engage and February we launched PSF. So, and the reason I'm pumping the brakes on them is because I was burnt out on them. I was dead. And I don't want to get too off track, but like, do not get me started on how (laughs) much people think that these things happen overnight. I can assure you, Trust me from the bottom of my heart, we work our butts off on this kind of stuff. And it's not just like, oh, look at me, I'm writing a blog post. It's like all hands on deck. Our ad strategist is in on this, our graphic designer, our operations manager, Josh, myself. It truly is a mission. But like I said, it doesn't have to be that complicated. We just have a certain system we roll with. If you don't need all of these different pathways, you don't have to do it like that. And you certainly don't need multiple sales funnels. If your business doesn't necessitate that I'm going to shut up about this now because I'll get way too off track and go into sales funnels. But I just want everyone to know that it certainly isn't like a, Oh, 
look at me. I woke up looking cute and banged out a sales funnel in 24 hours. <laughs> right. Definitely. And I want my listeners today to think, well, how could I maybe just do one and where yes. would that fit into my business and where would I lead them? And then how could I continue to use that over and over again? So Jill has a very specific business model that most of us do not have. So I say, just <laughs> consider one, like I don't have a huge Facebook group of 38,000 people and pumping funnels through it and having this, all this crazy engagement. Like I have a different mm -hmm. business, but yeah. I love the idea of these different sales funnels that you're talking about and using them inside of a Facebook group. So that's one thing. Let's bring it back to Facebook groups and that's one thing that I love about these Facebook groups because now you have an engaged community that can't wait till you post an epic blog post that leads to a freebie. They know the drill and they know it's going to be so freaking good. So don't you think that you have this huge advantage now that you have this group instead of just emailing or just sending ads to a cold audience? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the entire reason I started, not to be able to market our stuff to them, but to get to know them and yes. to build that true relationship with them. Because that was my main reason is back in early 2015 and especially in 2014, everything felt like an uphill battle for us. I mean, you and I met back in 2014 and we were just like, I think we're going to launch a product. <laughs> this will be cool. But I it felt like I was talking at people. And I really I'm a connector and I'm a nurturer and I wanted a chance to talk to people. Yeah. So that was my entire underlying motivation for setting up a free group. And I didn't know, I certainly didn't expect it to be this, you know, I didn't go into it being like, let's see if I can hit 40,000 people. I'd be like, yo, I'm going to have an aneurysm if I have to <laughs> manage 40,000 people. But I just rolled with it and I just kept bringing people in that could help and just tried to keep facilitating a space that people loved being in. Well, let's talk about managing this group because I think that's a really important topic as well. I remember in the beginning when you launched this Facebook group, you were in there all the time and incredibly active, but answering questions and welcoming people. And then you shared with me that you can burn out really quickly as your oh, yeah. group gets to thousands and thousands of people. So what does the support look like now? Yeah. And I'm so glad we're touching on this because when you said, listen to our earlier episode, I almost wanted to stop you and be like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should listen to this one <laughs> because on that episode, I explicitly remember saying to you, I check all of my notes. I answer every single notification. Like, Oh like my gosh. I don't even remember that hours and hours. Like some martyr is the only way to do it. I was I look back at it now and be like, what the heck, Jill? <laughs> okay. So for what someone that's just starting a group and it's just yeah. going to be a few hundred probably yeah. for a long time, do what do you suggest to them? Okay. So perfect. I absolutely do think, so I wanted to make a distinction in that I don't think you need to kill yourself over this, but I do think in the beginning, 100% you should be showing up there as much as possible because here's the thing. I don't think you should start a free Facebook group unless you want to build a community and communities take time. They take effort. They take presence. They take you listening. They take you showing up in general. So while I'm saying don't answer all your notifications in the beginning, you absolutely do have to operate like that because people need the guidance. They need you to be the leader. They need you to foster the community. So in the beginning, I'd say you're going to, have to put in at least an hour every single day 
to get to know your members, engage them, get the conversations flowing. And the reason I say this is because as that community starts to grow, as your numbers pick up, your role becomes the connector. Okay. So that kind of leads me to this next question and don't look at our notes because I'm getting a little off (laughs) topic, which I don't like to do. Not off topic, but out of order, out of order, (laughs) warning everyone. Um, They can't even see our notes. And I'm like, warning, I'm getting out of order on the questions. Warning, Porterfield's going on the fritz. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to talk to you about engagement in the group because one of the things I thought of when you were first getting going is, well, how are you going to balance free content with your actual paid stuff that's inside of your membership site. And here I thought that you're like every day creating new content for this group. And you actually set me straight and said, well, that's not really how we run this group. So is it safe to say that the bulk of the content that this group gets exposed to are these sales funnels that you're creating? That and our live shows. And your live shows, which we have to get to. That has to be, that's going to be my next question. So we're going to talk about Facebook lives and the content that's included in those and how it contributes to the group. But I guess one of my questions is how do you get engagement in the group? If we're not talking about your sales funnels and we're not talking about Facebook live, I think you do things like different themes and questions you ask. I have 30 days of theme posts and I'm actually going to be building it out to 90. So last time I was on your show, we talked about having seven theme posts each week, right? So they just cycle over and over and over. And then as I started, you know, the group picked up and I just realized that the more people see that every week, they're tuning out to it. They're like, oh, there's Tuesday tools day again, you know, and <laughs> so I original. To- I've done that one too. <laughs> Have you? Yes. <laughs> it's just, a. I love the it sounds like it rhymes and I love alliteration anyways. So now I do 30 days of theme posts. So, I mean, like I said, I get two to 300 requests a day. That means a lot of people aren't seeing what happened on day three, then day three, the next month, you know, cause they will have just joined. So it's constantly refreshing. And then of course I drip in little things like certain FB lives that I'll just do off the cuff or little well-meaning rants, you know, just to crack the whip a little if my group's getting out of hand or just insights that we've gleaned over running something in our business or coming back for an event. So I'm not always relying just on sales funnels and I'm not always relying just on the show or polls or theme posts. I try to mix it up and do as much as I can in that group. And then also I want to make a key distinction, like those sales funnels, I'm never going directly for a sale. I'm just saying, here's a free blog post. So that never feels like I'm selling. Now, with that being said, I do sell in the group when I have something to sell because I don't shy away from it. And I know that we were saying we'd touch on this. Oh yeah. Talk about that. And I think a lot of people get nervous because they're like, well, if I don't allow other people to sell, like, is that fair for me? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) because you are the one pouring the resources and time and energy into managing and creating this group. I feel as though if you've done this for your business, then you have every damn right to sell in there. If you have something of value that, you know, your members want, and if people don't like it, they can leave. It's a free group. That's That's the the thing. thing. Yeah. That's the thing that I love that you really do just show up as yourself. You speak your mind, you support everybody and love on them in your unique way and show your personality. So if they don't like it, you're totally okay with like, don't be in my group. And that's gotta be a very freeing experience just as a business owner. A hundred percent. Cause I refuse to play some meek, 
shy, bashful person. That's not who I am in real life. And I sure as hell ain't going to try and let someone trying to smack talk me in a group that I pour a lot into. So I say, if someone calls me out on it, I'll be like, yeah. And, and if you don't like it, you're free to leave. It's a free group, you know, or you could just ignore it. I'm not saying you have to buy it, right? But if you have something that benefits the group members, if you've done a poll or you've listened to what they want and you've created something and it solves a need or a problem that they have, it's on you to sell it. Like if you have something that could help someone, you're doing them a disservice if you don't put it in front of them. Totally so that's, agree. So that's always what I try and keep in mind. I love that you bring up the fact that you do promote in your group. And when it's appropriate, you do talk to them about different ways that they can get involved with your membership site, or maybe you're an affiliate marketer for something else and you'll bring it up. So I love that you don't shy away from that. Now I'm totally going to do a switcheroo and talk about a totally different topic, but it's around the idea of this engagement in the group and how you manage your group. And you have started a Facebook live show, but the crazy thing is it's not inside of your Facebook community. Nope. And this is like a record scratch moment, right? It's like, what? <laughs> so Jill is Jill and Josh, her sexy Australian husband. <laughs> they're, Calm it down. <laughs> they're doing Facebook live show. What's it called? What's the show called? Well, super creative. Screw the nine to five live. <laughs> Screw the nine to five live. It rhymes. I love it. And they're doing it on their Facebook page every mm -hmm. single week. Talk to me about why it's not inside of the group, what you're talking about on the Facebook Live, and the strategy around it. Yeah. So the reason why it's on the page is super simple. So we like things that have multi-purposes, and we like to be as strategic as possible with what we do. So we know that if you shoot a Facebook Live on your page, your business page, not your personal one, if someone views that video for longer than three seconds, they go into your retargeting audience. So you can follow them around and since on Facebook and since you can't currently, I know it's rolling out, but you cannot currently target your own group members. That is the only way for us other than sales funnels for us to be able to start pixeling that group so that we can actually get our free content in front of them. So we shoot it on our page, but then our team shares it into the group so that people can watch it in there. And then I take the replay and all the links associated with that episode and I create a replay post and then pin it to the top of the group so that everyone can watch it, grab the freebies, all of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So I love this whole idea of using Facebook lives to retarget if people are watching the video, even for three seconds. So it really does allow you to build a targeting group outside of your Facebook community and also just outside of your own Facebook fans. I think it's yeah. amazing because we know that once that live show is over, it gets pushed out into the newsfeed more often. You're finding a bigger audience, people that haven't engaged with you for a while. They're going to see it in their newsfeed. I love everything about that. Well, and then let me expand on that because Okay. So two points. One, all of these Facebook lives are always leading somewhere. That's another thing. There's always a relevant content upgrade. Most of the time it goes into a funnel. So in February, we did a four part series on sales funnels that all led towards PSF, perfect sales funnel. This month we're kicking off a four part series on Facebook groups and how to really grow them, engage them, sell in them. And then I have an AMA coming up. That's all going towards our course engage and this. Am I supposed to know series. what AMA means? Sorry, ask me anything. Oh my gosh, you gotta love Jill. She does this all the time to me where she'll throw out <laughs> these letters and I'm super not cool with letters. Like, so 
someone said some letters to me some recently and they're like, duh, how could you not know that? So I think I'm a little slow, but you guys, did you know AMA? I would have had no idea. You know what's the funniest is that you're one of the savviest chicks I know. (laughs) And you just said, I'm not good with letters. I'm not good with letters. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm not. Okay. The words. What do you know? (laughs) The words, the words, they're so confusing. What do you mean you have an AMA coming up? So you haven't asked me anything. What does that mean? Yes. So I asked in my Facebook group, would anyone want me to do a quick live, ask me anything where you can ask me anything about how I've built, grown, engaged, and used this group to sell our stuff. So that is the fourth part of the four part series. And then all of those shows will have relevant content upgrades. We'll retarget them because like we said, once someone watches that video for three seconds, whether it's on my page or in my group, it triggers a sequence where we say, oh, we noticed that you didn't grab, you know, whatever freebie, make sure you grab it here. So we're constantly hitting it. And then on top of that, yeah, it's all leading somewhere. So February or score, skip. <laughs> Whoa, guys. Her mind is working faster than her mouth, mind you guys. Meltdown. <laughs> Get the words together, Stanton. Um, so March is all about Facebook groups and that leads towards our program Engage in this follow-up series I've created called Beyond 30,000. So again, all of this is leading somewhere. In April, I'm doing a promotion for James Webmore. All of those episodes will lead towards that. You know, so- I'm trying to make everything intentional and purposeful in every piece of content we create so that it powers the business. And it's not always just like, Hmm, what should we talk about today? So that's one thing that I encourage others to do is get clear on what those clear interest areas are, or these pain points or problems your audience has, and then use your content to answer those and move them towards an ultimate solution that makes creating content so much easier and so much more effective in your business than just, you know, rambling on an FB live that no one really cares to watch. Okay. So this actually is huge. And I'm glad you brought this up. This is going to take us right into a wrap up. That's so perfect. I feel like everything we talked about today, of course, our focus is on creating a free Facebook community and the way you've done it and how you've grown it. However, one thing I'm really clear about and which I love is that you are very purposeful about every piece of content you create. And so that way, and you just said it, so I don't need to repeat it all, but I just want to point out that it never feels like you're wasting time. It never feels like, well, why am I doing this? It always ties back to a very specific promo or product you've created or some kind of affiliate thing you're doing that you know could make a huge impact in people's lives. So you know what you're yeah. creating and selling is, is worth it. So now everything starts to fall into place. Jill, most people don't do that. They don't get that organized in front of, let's say, four weeks of Facebook Live leading into a promotion. I love that you do that. And you should be really proud of yourself for being able to see ahead that much. I think it's so powerful. Well, again, let me keep it real. That happened because we never did that. It usually works that way, right? Yeah. So in 2014, 2015, Josh and I were podcasting like maniacs and it just felt like it was never going anywhere. I hated it. Like, yeah, I had fun on the show and stuff, but it felt like such a chore. And the minute we cut it, we really made a decision. If we're ever going to do weekly content again, it has to lead somewhere. That way we're not sitting there, you know, five minutes before an episode being like, holy crap, what should we talk about this week? Right. Because that not only wastes your time, but it really creates lackluster content. And let's keep it real. It's super noisy online right now, which means there's tons of people competing for a certain amount of attention. 
And so it's competition is fierce right now. You need to set yourself apart. And in order to do that, I like to, you know, take care of our bandwidth and do what moves the needle versus, oh, this would be fun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because it never is in the end. (laughs) In the end, it never is. So very true. Well, Jill, I can't even thank you enough. I am so glad we got to talk about this topic, drill into the details. We have an extra, extra special little segment we're calling the after show, which Josh got to be a part of. So we need to let Josh know he does. And you all can hear his sexy Australian accent. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He does get to be a part of the after show. I'll tell you guys how to get that in just a moment. But before I do, Jill, thank you so much for your time. I absolutely love this interview. Thanks for having me, Amy. It was such a blast. Oh, I forgot to say. So if people (laughs) want to learn more about you, I'm obviously going to link to your group in the show notes, but tell everybody here how they can get there as well. It feels so meta because we just talked about this. Everything we do is, yes. (laughs) Just head on over to screwcommunity.com and that'll redirect directly to the Facebook group and you can join from there. Awesome. Thanks again, Jill. So glad to have you. Thanks, Amy. So there you have it. I absolutely love talking about Facebook groups, and I'm so glad that Jill came on the show to dive into what's working right now in order to not only make her community more engaged, but also incredibly profitable, as you saw with her list building strategies and the funnels that she talked about. So, so glad she came on the show to share all of that with us. But the fun does not stop here. We actually did a after party with her husband, Josh, with the Australian accent, Josh. And that is your freebie for this episode. We are going to take things a little further and talk about the common mistakes that most people make when growing a community on Facebook. And we get into some really great topics, actually a little off topic, but in a really cool way. I love the conversation we had in the after party. So in order to get your hands on that special audio selection, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash one five one download amyporterfield.com forward slash one five one download. Definitely worth the listen. And it was a lot of fun. So thank you so very much for tuning in. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.